let's get this over with. Let's just hop right into it. Let's just get to the meat of it, okay? I've been lying to you guys a little bit. Not lying, but not telling you that I have been, you guessed it, unwell. I think that I did talk about how a couple weeks ago, I had this girl really trigger me at work, but I didn't go into detail about, <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to have to clear my throat a million times during this. I'll cut the rest of them out, but just know if there's a lot of cuts in this podcast, it's because I got to clear my throat every five seconds right now, but we'll get into that. Um, anyhow, a couple weeks ago, I was very triggered at work. I had a really bad experience happen to me. Okay. Um, and it sent me spiraling a little bit, but I, it's one of those situations where I was already kind of unwell and just carrying on and not even really admitting to myself that like, I'm not doing great. And that was just like what tipped me over really, truly. And even then, like after that happened, I really did reach out to my friends and like, I tried, I tried to move on. I tried to get over it, but I was just spiraling a little bit. And do you want to know what I did? It's so funny too, because I just recorded an episode a couple weeks ago, my Mary Jane episode talking about my relationship with weed and what more ironic timing. (laughs) I, um, basically went on a little bit of a weed bender, as I like to call it, where I got really high every day for like two weeks, like right back into my old habits. Like I could not feel things. Okay. I just couldn't. I got to a point where I was so frustrated and so sick of my feelings. And after that, I just, I couldn't do it. Okay. And I don't regret it sorry. I know that's what everyone wants me to say. Oh, I regret it. That was such a mistake. I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I spent over a year sober. I have really sat with my feelings and felt things and been sober for a long, long time now. A long, long time. I deserved a little two-week bender, okay? I did. And I'd do it again. (laughs) Let me shut the fuck up now. Um, So yeah, I went on a little bit of a two-week bender And these are the worst. And if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You're either going to get this or you're not going to get it. You've either been through this, you are this mentally ill, or you're not. And that's just that. Um, (laughs) There's nothing worse than coming off of a bender like that and having to feel things again. It is so hard to quit, even if it's not like an addiction, like... Again, if you know, you know. If you've ever abused substances for your own personal gain, then you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, then you don't. And that's that. But it's really easy for me to get sober off of weed normally. It's not that hard for me to put it down and quit for a while anymore. But it was really hard to get sober again after this little two-week bender because I did that two-week bender so that I would not have to feel. So coming off of that and having to feel things, it's not fun for me. It wasn't a good time. I still wasn't, I didn't feel ready still. I didn't want to, but I knew that I needed to because guess what? 
I smoked so much in the past two weeks that I have a smoker's cough right now. That is why I have to keep clearing my throat and coughing. I thought that I was getting sick. I thought that I was getting the flu and I was waiting for it to come any day now. It never came. And I realized that I'm just, I have a bad cough right now because I've been chain smoking. So I don't have to feel a single thing. Yep. We're being real honest today, honey. I think I've gotten to the root of the problem a little bit here though. And upon some sober reflection, I think that the problem is I have a lot of discontent for everything right now, everything in my life. So much so that it's overwhelming. I used to have this 10 minute rule in high school. At the end of every single day, I would spend just 10 minutes before I got in bed to just pick up around my house, like my room, my bathroom, whatever, just make sure things were in line for the next day to set the next day off on a good foot. And if you do that, it never becomes too overwhelming to clean up after yourself. You know, like if you're picking up at the end of every day, you never get to a point where everything is a shit show mess and now you got to fix everything all at once. You know, we've all been there. Again, if you're mentally ill, you've been there. You've been at a point in your life where you let things get so fucking bad that you don't even know where to begin. Like, how do I even start to clean this mess of a room that I've made, you know? And that's where I'm at. The room looks like a tornado just went through it. Not my literal room, but like me. I'm the room in this scenario. It's a disaster. And I don't even know where to begin. Where do I even start? And that feeling was just so overwhelming to me. Along with the feeling of disappointment in myself like I'm just feeling really sorry for myself and listen this is a hard thing to talk about especially right now when there's literally like a genocide happening okay and I realize that but also I have to respect the fact that I'm a human being and I'm living and feeling things and that's kind of the whole point of this podcast to begin with was for me to sit here and have these hard conversations with myself okay so that's what we're doing right now But I'm just feeling like I have nothing together in life right now. And there's some part of me deep down that knows that that's not true fully, but I can't help but feel that way. And I'm really lucky that at a very young age, I let go of social norms in the sense that like, I think... At a very, I mean, not I think, I know at a very young age, I came to my truth and my realization that like, I wasn't going to make my parents proud of me. They were never really going to be proud of me. And like, if I was going to be who I am, that, that I just had to accept that. And because of that, it's made a lot of things easy. Like when everyone wanted me to go to college right out of dropping out of high school, I was like, no. And I knew I wasn't ready and I wasn't. And I'm really glad I didn't go because I would be in a lot of debt right now and I definitely would not have a degree. You know what I'm saying? So I don't mind disappointing people. And I'm thankful for that because it's made me kind of make my own rules as I go. And I think that that's the best thing you can do for yourself because everybody is so different. And you you really do need to like stop and be quiet for a minute and take a look inside of yourself to figure out what's going to make you happy in life. And at a really young age, I started doing that. And I don't think I ever would have if it wasn't for the fact of like, I knew I would never 
make my parents proud of me. So I wanted to make sure that I would at least be proud of me, right? And the reason I bring this up is because I feel like most people my age would be disappointed that they're not married or they don't have kids or whatever. And I don't feel that way. You know, I don't feel any attachment to those things. I don't really put a lot of pressure on myself to get married because I'd rather be alone than be unhappy. So like, it's not that important to me to just have a ring on my finger for the sake of having a ring on my finger, you know? And I really, if I do have kids, I want to be very intentional about it. I don't want to have an accidental oopsie ever. I hope that never happens to me, you know? Um, But all of that to be said, at 26 years old, I definitely thought that I would have more things figured out than I do. Like, I for sure at this age thought that I would have a solid group of friends, for sure. I thought that I would have my lifelong friends at this age. At this age, I for sure thought that I would have my career down and handled, you know, and I don't like, and it's bothering me a lot right now because I'm going to be, again, very transparent here. And I know that I've said this before on the podcast a while back and I'm still feeling this way. So I'm going to say it again. I'm feeling very lonely. And that is not something that I've ever really felt before. Alone, sure, but never lonely. I've never had this like longing for, I want deeper connections, I want deeper relationships so intensely that the lack of them makes me lonely. I've always wanted those things and I've always desired them, but never to the point where it disappointed me and I felt lonely that I didn't have them, but I'm feeling that way right now. Again, I'm feeling very sorry for myself, just in general. I wish I had a good group of friends. I wish that I had somebody that I knew anytime I called them, they would answer. If I needed anything, they'd have my back. And I just, I feel like I'm that friend for people a lot of the time. And I don't have that friend in anybody else. And it's really hard. It's really hard. And there's a part of me too that's like logical and can realize that I'm a little bit of the problem here because I do have some really sweet, loving, caring people in my life that I know if they knew I was going through something, they would want to know about it. And I just don't feel comfortable being vulnerable with them for whatever own, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why that's so hard for me sometimes. I really don't know. Sometimes it's hard for me. Sometimes it's easy for me. I can't pinpoint why that happens. But yeah, I don't want to say that to fully be like, every friend that I've ever had sucks because that's not true. And I definitely think that I'm the problem for sure in a lot of these scenarios. But what I am trying to get at here is I just really thought that I would be more secure in my friendships. And, you know, in 2019... I really gave up a lot of my friends, a lot of them, and it was worth the sacrifice to me because I was so sick of these one-sided friendships. I was so sick of it and I couldn't do it anymore, but I've gotten to the point now where I almost want to settle back into some, (laughs) not my old friendships, but I find myself being like, is it better to be lonely Or is it better to be surrounded by people that you know don't actually care about you? I don't, and 
I know the answer is it's better to be lonely. I know it is. And I've stood on that for years. But I feel like I've been standing on it for so long that now I'm like, okay, maybe it's not better to be lonely. <laughs> maybe it's better to be in a room full of bitches that would not care if I died right now. Maybe that is better. It's not. I know it's not, okay? I'm just like, I'm going through it. I'm having a little moment, all right? Let me have my moment. It's just hard for me because growing up, I was always very social and I was in a lot of groups and I had a lot of friends. And for the first time in my life, I really don't have a lot of friends and I don't have several groups of friends and I don't have a lot of people to hang out with and to turn to. And I think that the thing is, something that made me feel especially lonely, I was watching this TikTok video, of course, because, you know, I'm an avid TikTok user. I watched this TikTok video where this girl was like going through a heartbreak and she was like, I wonder what people who like don't have mommy issues do. Like, would they, would they be on the phone with their mom right now? Like crying their eyes out to her. And it made me think like, when's the last time I called somebody just to like cry my eyes out to them and tell them about how I'm feeling? And I don't have an answer to that question. I could not tell you the last time I had a hard day and called somebody at the end of it and just cried to them. It's been a long time. It's been a really long time since I've like felt like I could do that with somebody. It's been a really long time. I don't know. And again, part of that's my fault. I genuinely feel like I'm such a burden to other people. And like my feelings and the things that I go through are a burden to other people. And I genuinely deep down somewhere inside of me feel like I'm hard to love. And that definitely manifests and it shows its face in a lot of aspects of my life. So anyways, that's one thing I've been struggling with. And very closely tied into that is just like I've been talking to some people, okay? And yes, I mean in a romantic way. I've been flirting, I've been dating, I've been doing the damn thing, okay? And that's been really hard for me too. It's made me realize like I'm actually really insecure right now. And this is something that I've talked about as well on the podcast. But I think what really drilled it into my head that like I am lacking in confidence, probably the most I ever have in my entire life is my job, which I know sounds so like twisted backwards. I don't like you wouldn't think that that would come from your career, but it did for me. And I had this I had a couple of moments recently that I just want to talk about because I love I love when people say things or you read things and they hit and they hit exactly how they're supposed to and it's like that was such a universe working in my favor thing I had this moment with destiny one of the girls that I work with where we were talking about um how I keep getting these clients with horrible mothers and basically again I don't want to get into the scenario like I don't want to really get into the details of everything that happened at work but I watched this girl's mom like scream in her face and I watched her and her sister like fight her mom in the middle of the salon like in front of everybody it was really bad it was really really bad and it really triggered me and I keep having these like scenarios over and over again at work and Destiny was telling me you know people don't end up in your chair for no reason I've that's one of the weirdest things that I have found since I started doing hair is every single client that I've ever gotten that comes to sit in my chair like there's a reason there's some kind of connection between us some kind of thing that they show me about myself and I'm noticing that so much more now at work 
ever since she pointed that out. And then on my first sober day, which is again, always the hardest when you're going on a, I don't want to feel anything bender. That first day where you just have to sit with your thoughts and miss being high and not having to sit with your thoughts, the worst. Okay. The worst. And of course my first sober day, I'm like off. I don't have to work. I don't have anyone to hang out with. I'm just like literally alone sitting in my thoughts real bad, real, real bad. And I got to this part in Tower of Dawn, which is in the Throne of Glass series that I'm reading right now. This isn't really a spoiler, by the way, in case you do want to read these books, where Yurene is realizing she's a healer in this novel. She's realizing that in order to do her job and to heal her client that she's currently working with, she has to get past like some stuff that she's struggling with inside. Like the reason why she can't do her job to her best ability is because what she's experiencing at work is reflecting like how she feels about herself and things that she's going through in her own brain. And until she works through those things, she'll never like successfully heal this person that she's been trying to heal in the series. And that had a little bit of a connection with me as well, because it made me realize I'm really lacking in confidence right now. I'm really lacking in my confidence right now. And I think that it has to do with so many different things. Like, obviously, one of them being there's goals that I feel like I should have met by now that I have not met. And because of that, it's making me feel very resentful towards my life, which is not a fun place to be in, you know, especially somebody like me where, like, I feel so lucky to be alive and I've had so many people around me die and I know that I'm lucky that I get to live and that I get to exist and be a part of the world. And I, I genuinely know that that's a blessing, even on my worst day, that I'm lucky that I get to exist and be a part of this whole entire universe. But I've just not, I've not been feeling that way. I've been feeling resentful that I have to exist. I've been feeling mad that I have to go on with life. Every day I wake up and I'm just like, damn, another day of this stupid bullshit. Like I don't, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. That's the point that I got to where it's like, I'm so tired of this shit. I'm so tired of dealing with this shit. I'm so tired of waking up every day and having to figure it the fuck out. I'm, I don't want to figure it the fuck out. Actually, I don't. I don't want to. And so I didn't. I just went and got high and said, <laughs> But now we're out of that and we have to figure it out. And this is what I've come to. This is the conclusion that I've made on my own. One, I think a lot of my discontent comes from the fact that I'm not actually trying. If I'm being so fully honest with you, I don't try to have a good life. I'm over here sad that I don't have friends. I could try a lot harder than I am currently to make time with the people that I do have, to make time with the friends that do care about me and do love me. I could try a lot harder. I could also try a lot harder to meet people. You know, I could be going and doing stuff that I enjoy, trying to meet people with similar interests, but I don't. And you can argue that like, yeah, when you're depressed and when you feel like shit about yourself and when every single day is just a loop that you're trying to get through when you're in that survival mode it's hard to think like oh I should be enjoying this I should be like actually living 
but you have to pull yourself out of that at some point like I have to be recognizing these things and pulling myself out of it I have depression I've always had depression it's something that I have to live with and so I have to recognize when my life is turning into a loop to the point where I don't want to do anything I don't want to put myself out there I don't want to have a good time I'm not trying to have a good time that's a problem Especially because I think it's really hard to look back on my life and feel like, what did I even do with all of this time? And that's kind of how I feel sometimes when I look back on my 20s. I'm like, dude, I'm 26. Like, where did all my 20s go? Like, I didn't even have fun. I was, I've just been so stressed out the whole fucking time. I've been so stressed out. I haven't had a lick of fun. Bitch, have fun. Life is always going to be hard. I hate to break it to you. It's never going to be easy. It doesn't get easy. You just get better at dealing with it. I And I'll stand on that. I feel like that's true with so many things in life. It's true with grief as well. You don't, It doesn't get easier. Time doesn't heal your grief. You just grow around it and you deal with it. And that's life as well. This shit doesn't get any easier. I'm not going to wake up one day. I think that's another thing. I've put all my eggs in the 30s basket. I'm like, yeah, when my 30s hit, I'm going to have a good time. Life's going to be good and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to have everything figured out and be way more established. Well, guess what, bitch? That's what you said about your 20s too. And look at you. And look at you. I think I need to try a lot harder to enjoy my life as I'm living it. I'm not doing a good job about that. And it's affecting every single aspect of my life, you know? If I was going out and if I was doing things and if I was having a good time, I would have more friends. I would feel less lonely. I would be more proud of myself. And that's another thing I think so much of this discontent comes from just not trying as hard as I know that I can. I know I can try harder. I know I can do more. I should be doing more. Okay? And the confidence thing. I know the solution to that as well. It's, if I want to be confident, I have to take better care of myself, period. I have to be taking better care of myself. Right now, I don't have a single pair of pants that fit me. Bitch, go shopping. Like, it's not like I don't have money. I have money. I can go get some pants. Like, I've been wearing leggings every day since it got cold out because I don't have any long pants that (laughs) fit me anymore. And it's like, it's so many things. It's like, you're not working out at all. You're not eating well at all. You're not sleeping good at all. You're not taking care of your mental health. You don't own any single piece of clothing that fits you. You don't have any friends. (laughs) You're a lonely piece of shit. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You're lonely. You're sad. You're depressed. And on top of all of that, you've started this new career where you're a beginner. Anyone feels insecure when they're a beginner at something. It's just part of being a beginner. It's part of learning. I've really set the perfect storm for myself to feel like shit. (laughs) I really have. There's no one. I'm looking in the mirror like, bitch, you're the problem. I'm 100% the problem. Okay. I realize that. I recognize that. I'm the problem. I am my own biggest problem. And I'm sorry that this um, episode is going up late, but I've recorded this. I'm not being dramatic and I'm a dramatic bitch and I know it, but I'm not being dramatic when I say I've recorded this episode like 10 plus times. 
I mean, I probably recorded it like 10 times just yesterday alone, but yesterday's were all so boo-hoo, poor me, cry me a river, like just depressing. I couldn't do that to you guys. I'm not trying to make y'all listen to that. There's no way. I think it's good to feel sorry for yourself sometimes, like especially if you're really going through it or if you've really had a hard time. It's okay to have a moment where you're like, boo-hoo, poor me. I didn't deserve that because I don't. I don't deserve to feel this way at all at all. And I wish that I didn't. And I wish that I didn't have to go through these things. But it's really hard to navigate life. You know, that's why people turn to things like religion and whatever, because it gives you this playbook for how you're supposed to live, what you're supposed to do. And it's the same thing when people have overly involved parents who want their kids to do this, that, and the other, and the kids just follow it. It's like, you got a playbook written out for you. I didn't have shit. I didn't even have somebody at my side being like, hey, maybe if you want to go down this path, you should do this, that, and the other. I've had no help. (laughs) And sometimes I have to remind myself of that. Like, girl, no one has helped you with any of this. You're really just figuring it out by yourself right now. Let's go a little easy, okay? It's okay that you don't have all the answers. So yeah, that's just my goal right now. I need to build my confidence back up. I don't even know where I lost it at. I don't even know where I set it down at, but I got to pick it back up real soon. And I need to try harder. I think those are my big things right now. I'm trying really hard to do anything I can to build up my confidence. And I'm really trying to force myself to try harder, to work harder, to do more, to learn more. It's so silly how... And maybe not everyone feels this way, but I kind of think everyone does to a certain extent. I feel like even the laziest person experiences this, where it doesn't matter how much you accomplish. If you're not accomplishing things every single day, you just feel like a piece of shit. Like you have to, whatever you wake up with and you're like, I need to get this done today. If you don't get it done, you feel like shit. Or like if you have a day where you just don't do anything Everyone thinks that they need that, and sometimes you definitely do. But if you do that when you have a shit ton of stuff that you need to be doing, you just feel like shit, you know? That's why I always say, if you're trying to relax on the weekends and not do anything, then you need to get everything done before the weekend starts. You need to do all your laundry, do the deep clean of the house, like vacuum out your car, all that shit before the weekend starts, because you can't relax when you have a million things that you know you need to be doing. That's not true relaxation. You can't relax if your brain's going a mile a minute. You can't. You can't relax if you're thinking about all the things that you should be doing instead. You're not actually relaxing. And that's how you get burnt out, ladies and gentlemen. Um, But yeah, it's just crazy how human brains work like that. I feel like everyone feels like you need to accomplish something every day or you just feel like a piece of shit. And why is that? Why is that? And instead of being mad about it, which I have been mad about it lately and just boo-hoo poor me maybe just get up and try to accomplish something every day like is that really such a hard thing to do Jamie is it really so hard to just do one thing every day that's going to make yourself proud no it's not anyways I definitely feel like I'm coming out of it now um I'm feeling better I'm feeling more positive not so negative about life Oh my god, but speaking of negative, can I be negative for a minute? Can I bitch for a minute? Let me tell y'all 
what happened to my last book in the throne of glass series i'm so mad about this oh my god i forgot that this just happened and i haven't talked about it on the podcast yet as you all know i've been reading throne of glass which is the longest fucking series of all time it's not it's really not but it's a long series and i ordered the series all together as a set it was 150 fucking dollars yeah i spent that much money on books Mm-hmm. and i'll do it again um for this book series, okay? And you know what? This should have been my, this should have been my red flag from the very beginning. On like the third book, third, fourth book of the series, Hair of Fire, there was a page in there that had a giant hole in it, but it didn't like take away from any of the words. I could still read everything. So I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But this is a problem with Amazon. And in case you don't read, let me explain to you. Amazon has this issue where sometimes they will send you books and they're not printed correctly. They're missing 100 pages. They're all out of order, whatever, what have you. This happens a lot. I see it all the time in my book groups on Facebook. People will always complain about it. And it happened to me recently in September, I want to say. Was that my birthday this year or last year? I think it was actually my birthday last year. Oh, my God. All the days just blur together. All the years blur blur together. Can I speak English? No. Still haven't gone that down. Um... Anyways, I ordered a book for my birthday last year and it was fucked up. That was the first fucked up book I ever got from Amazon. And I was like, oh shit, these people aren't lying. They really are sending fucked up books. I have that hole in that one page in Hair Fire. I'm like, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Like, I'm not going to complain about it. Nothing to be a Karen about. I'll get past it. I'll move on. I get to Kingdom of Ash, the last book, which by the way, There's a fire lit under my ass. All I want to do is finish the series now. I'm like, hype. I'm ready to read this book. It's Sunday. I know I have a busy work week ahead of me and a lot to do. So I mentally am like, I'm not going anywhere today. I'm not leaving the house. I'm going to read this book all fucking day. That's what I wanted to do with my Sunday. I wanted to read that book all fucking day. That was my only plan is to dive into this book. I get to page 26 Tell me why it goes from page 26 to page 86. Where are the pages in between? Not there. They're not there. So then I scroll through the book and I'm like, is it even more messed up? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Some of the pages are ripped in half. It's missing like hundreds of pages. And I was searching for like, because sometimes, you know, it'll just be out of order and you can find the other pages. Nope, they're not in there. They're not in there. Just gone weren't printed the whole book is fucked up and it's so annoying because of course i'm past the return date of course i'm past the return date because it's the last book in the fucking series of course i'm past the return date i've had these books for like two months you know how long it takes me to get to the last book there's like five thousand pages i think it's pages in the whole series you expected me to read that a month five thousand pages in a month go fuck yourself i'm so mad about this you guys I'm so mad about this because they wouldn't let me return it. I was trying to contact a real human being from Amazon all fucking day. I was doing everything I could to talk to a real person. I couldn't. I could only talk to robots and they were like, nope, can't return it. Nope, nothing we can do for you. So annoying. And if you ever get in a scenario or a situation like this, pro tip, I I thought this was common sense, but I was telling Ariana and Morgan this and they were like, no, I would have never thought to do that. What I could have done is just order the series again and then send back the fucked up series and get a refund. But like, 
send it back as the new series, like after the new series comes in, say that that was the new series. You get what I mean? You get what I'm saying? You can always do that if you run into this issue. But, and the reason why I decided not to do that is that would just be a big fat hassle. Again, it's not like I ordered one book. That was $150 I'd have to charge to my card again and wait for a refund for. And then when the books came in, I had to return the old ones. I would have to like go to the post office and package them. It would be a whole ordeal. At that point, is it really worth it? No. No. I feel like it's not. Sorry. And I really did not want to leave my house. I was telling myself, I'm just going to go buy the last book, whatever. I'm just going to buy it again because I don't want to deal with this. Um, but I didn't want to leave my house. I, I would like, I would have had to go take a shower and like get ready. I didn't get ready for the day. I was content to be home and look like shit. I didn't want to go do all of that. I just wanted to read. So I bought it on my Kindle, which is also just annoying because I'm going to have to buy the physical copy again. I want to own it. I want to own the whole series. I want the physical copy of it. I do. So now really I've bought this book. I'm going to end up buying this book three times. And I know, I know everyone's rolling their eyes like that's so dumb. I don't care, okay? <laughs> I've been depressed. Be happy I'm not on a two-week weed bender right now. Be happy I even want to read a book. Okay? We can't always get what we want. Not every decision is a good one. Sometimes it's just a convenient one. And that's okay. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I'm just really annoyed about that book. And I'm loving Kingdom of Ash so far. Can I just say? Real good book. Chef's Kiss. 20 out of 10. I love this series. And I know that I'm going to be unwell when I finish it. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I've said it a million times, actually. I've said it way more than once. I'm going to be so unwell when this series is over. I know it. I feel it in my core. It's going to take me such a long time to get over it. I'm not looking forward to that. I'm going to miss the characters so much because these books, the way that they're written, why did I say that so weird? The written? The way that they are written is like, you can't really rush through them. Like you can't. I couldn't sit down and binge read these books and I'm a binge reader. But because of that, I've had to sit with the series for a long time. I've been reading it since the end of September. I've never taken that long to read a series. I don't think ever in my life ever. Like, I've been with these books longer than I've been with any other books. I've been reading this story longer than I've read any other story. I'm attached real bad. Real bad. I'm on, like, page 600 right now, and I find myself not wanting to continue. Like, I don't want to keep going because I don't want it to end, which, by the way, the last book's a thousand pages, so I've got a while to go. I've got quite a while to go. It's literally 980 pages. Yeah. I'm just not ready for it to end, okay? I'm not ready. I'm a big fat baby. I'm gonna cry. Also, I cut my nails off and that was such a power move for me. I really didn't want to cut them off because they looked so cute. They had grown to like the perfect length and they were like super healthy and they just looked really good. But in the back of my head, like I, I knew I didn't want them. Why is that? I feel like girls do this a lot. Like it's the same way with hair. Like a bitch will have long ass hair and she hates it. She's miserable. She doesn't like it, but you can't cut it off. It's like you feel ungrateful to get rid of it, but really you don't want it. That's how I feel about my nails so often. They'll grow out and they'll look so nice, but like in the back of my head, I'm like, I want nubs. I want my lesbian nubs. 
I don't want any nail at all. I don't want any polish. Sometimes I just want my lesbian nubs. And I was really craving them. So I cut all my nails off. And now I have no nails. Just my little nubs. And that was a power move, bitch. I feel so cute. I don't know why. But I feel really cute. And I love them. I love my nubs right now. I'm really feeling them. Anyways, I think that's going to be it. I think I'm going to end it here because we're already late to uploading and I really want to read. <laughs> if I'm being 100% honest with you, I got a busy, busy week of work this week. I'm even working on Sunday. I couldn't tell you the last time I worked on a Sunday. I literally don't even know. It's been years, but one of my regulars could only come in on Sunday. So I was like, you know what? I'll take you guys. It's really a family. I got to do three people's hair on Sunday. So it's going to be a long Sunday. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm just coming in for one person. I'm coming in for three. A mom and daughters. But I love them. And that... Let me just talk about that for one second before we end. You should always be nice to people. Because when I'm telling you, my regulars that I love, that are sweet to me, that are good to me, that are everything to me, anything they need, I'm going to do it. You need me to come in on a Sunday to do your hair. You got it, girl. But if you're not that nice to me, if you got an attitude, if it's not great vibes every time I see you, I'm not doing that for you. I'm not. But my girlies, yeah, I'll come in on a Sunday. You need me to come in at 3 a.m.? Yeah, I'll come and do your hair at 3 in the morning. Whatever you need, babe. I got you. Be nice to people. It goes a long way. It really does. Also, you never know what anyone's going through. You just never know. So be nice to them. Let that be the message of the week. Be nice to somebody this week for no reason, okay? Okay. I love you, and I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.